With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino. And Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick and a national champion to the Colorado Buffaloes in the early 90s. Gentlemen, uh, I usually ask us how we're doing every morning here, but we got some breaking news to start the show off with uh, after last night's results on Thursday Night Football, the Raiders beating the Chargers 63-21. to The Chargers announced this morning that they have fired head coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco. Your guys' initial reaction to the news that I felt that we all thought that this was going to come eventually, maybe didn't think that it was going to come this morning. Yeah, I thought that it would come at the end of the year, maybe, because the Spanos family is not going to want to spend a lot of money going out and hiring a big-name coach, you would think. But as that game wore on last night, you would have thought the news would come today. I know Richard Sherman said he should have been fired at halftime. Mm, he should have. He said, and then it, and <laughs> call the Uber. Right? <laughs> we, you know, Lane Kevin's been fired on the tarmac. Right. I never had fired at halftime. I mean, we could go on and on and on about a guy who had uh, the best defense in football for one year, mm-hmm. for one year um, with Aaron Donald and, and was anointed and has been in the bottom third all three years here, ranked 31st and 32nd in a lot of categories. And look, we're, we're squandering a career of maybe one of the top 10 or 12 quarterbacks we've had in the, the last couple, couple of decades. Couldn't agree with you more, mm-hmm. any more than that, uh, Mike. Uh, I mean, I, I think there's accountability, there's accountability, right? Uh, Staley just underwhelmed, underperformed. He's supposed to be a guru. Uh, but yet what you pointed out with his defenses over the years, and then you, know, you think about what they're spending on that side of the ball too, and you can't get any better. And then ultimately on national TV, on a big stage, your team uh, just basically doesn't show up. Not prepared uh, physically or emotionally, right? Uh, and, and there's no excuse. I mean, you coach against that stuff. You, if we're going to lose, if we're not good, okay. But the effort has to be there, and, and there was no effort, there was no try, there was no want to, uh, and so there was nowhere else to go uh, for uh, Dean uh, and, and, and the Chargers situation but to fire Brandon Staley. I mean, I, this, this guy, th- these gurus, it's fascinating because you think about all the gurus in the league right now, McDaniel, uh, Shane Steichen, 
uh, Lafleur back in the day with Rodgers, mm-hmm. McVay certainly, Shanahan. They're all offensive-minded coaches. You know what they do? They go out and get a quality defensive coordinator. So if they want to call the plays, if they want to be the mad scientists, I don't have to worry about the defense. But as a guru on that side of the ball, you don't have a clue what your offense is doing, how bad they are, and how uh, they've underperformed. They're wasting Justin Herbert. You're right. Uh, and, and so it, it was just time for him to go. I'm, I'm curious why Telesco uh, got let go as well, though. I yeah. want to know why. I mean, when you look at the roster, and I've talked about this with Michael Lombardi, uh, obviously the, the, the namesake of this show, the yeah. Lombardi line, we do the GM Shuffle podcast every Monday and Thursday. And he said that, hey, like this roster isn't playing up to the names on the roster. Like Derwin James hasn't been playing like a blue chip player for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Joey Bosa has been injured oftentimes. Like a lot of guys who they counted on, Khalil Mack, obviously on the back nine of his career. These guys, they're big names, but they're not playing like they have big games. And they've handed out a lot of big extensions to these guys. J.C. Jackson, who's now back in New England, who they signed to a big contract a couple years ago. Like The roster construction, outside of drafting Justin Herbert, which was a great decision to make, it's kind of crumbled, at least, around Herbert. And this is kind of the result that you get, in addition to the lack of coaching that we've seen as well. What we have from Dean Spann, Mm -hmm. that... that, that, uh, um, Elliot has put up about new vision and doing nothing in the name of continuity was a risk they weren't willing to take. Fans have stood by through our ups and downs. But, you know, when I read that, I think about, you know, 13-3 and three for Schottenheimer wasn't good enough for this guy, right? right. Because they didn't mm-hmm. win a playoff game. They didn't win a playoff game. 12-4 and four wasn't good enough. 14-2 yeah, wasn't 14. good enough. Yeah, no, they, they missed yeah. a few. They lose those divisional mm-hmm. games, and that wasn't good enough demanding championships. Well, we've lowered our expectations a long way where we've now, what, for six years, been a 500 football team with one win under Anthony Lynn, one playoff win. And, of course, blowing the 27-point lead didn't help their ethos going forward either last year in Jacksonville. Right, right. No, Telesco is interesting because – uh, you, you wonder, he's been a longtime GM for a while, you know, over a decade. And it's like, OK, was it the hiring of the coaches? You know, is, is, is it all on him? And that's why, OK, he's accountable for all this mess. Uh, and, but then as an owner, uh, you got to be more involved, Dean. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, b- because you think about the history of this franchise, you know, the, the Bobby Bethers and all these guys and uh, really good uh, GMs over over time. But yet no Super Bowls. Right. Uh, and, and so there, there's there's something a miss with this franchise it has been you know a lot of people point to the spanos family really mm-hmm. um but uh does this open the door for that blockbuster type of situation moving forward because there's a franchise quarterback in place yeah. right justin <laughs> herbert he's already in place they got a ready-made roster too uh, so with all the firings and and perhaps trades that could go on with coaches uh, i wonder if this setting the stage for something if, blockbuster with the chargers if belichick right is gone in new england yeah and I want to put this choice out there. And let's say Buffalo ends up not making the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. it's possible. I mean, yeah. they still have a tough road ahead. And there's sure. a lot of teams between them and seven. Yeah. And you had your choice of your Bill Belichick. And he was open. It, Kraft did not block him from going to Buffalo. Would you choose to go to the Chargers or to the Bills? You know, Bill... Bill, I don't know if Bill would want to stick it to Kraft. Though. Yeah. I, I think he would want to get out the division. Yeah. Uh, because New England means so much to to Bill. That's that's my personal opinion. Uh, the Chargers, like I said, y- you could get the, the Spanos family to say, you know what, whatever you want, Bill, because that's the type of family he's, they are, right? I mean, that, he, they have to be that right now. And he's, I would think, would be a fit here because one, he has yeah. the quarterback. Although I would prefer Allen to Herbert. My, me personally, if I was going somewhere and everything sure. was equal, 
But he can go in and scheme a defense, and he doesn't have to worry about drafting. They've mm. got talent on both sides yeah. of the ball. He can scheme a defense and go out and get a dynamic offensive coordinator and hit the ground running with this team. Yeah, a guy right. who has uh, an axe to grind for the whole AFC West, <laughs> and that's Josh McDaniels because he got yeah. let go by the Broncos. He got let go by the Raiders. And so uh, you could reunite with, with a franchise quarterback like that. So it becomes attractive, uh, and maybe brighter times are ahead. But this move... I think was in the works anyway. It, it yeah. expedited here because of the embarrassment on, on Thursday yeah. night. But uh, yeah, behind the scenes, you just don't know what discussions have been taking place with representatives and agents. So the surprise hiring or firing uh, wasn't um, Staley. It, it was Telesco because that's a respected GM who's put together some really good teams over the years you, out there. Do you think it's possible Telesco said to Spanos, we need to stick with Staley, and, and that's why he said then we're both going to go? Uh, I, I don't know. That's a good question. You know? I, I think it's more – it could be more because of accountability uh, and, and, and also I'm clearing the, the, the stage for, for this blockbuster situation if I can, if I can orchestrate that. That's what it feels like to me is to where yeah. it's like, hey, like now you can court whoever you want to be that next head coach. Hey, you can maybe pick your personnel guy Man. or maybe you can be the personnel yeah. guy if it's a Bill Belichick, like something like that, I think is where that kind of p falls into play here. Could, and we to, be, could we be losing Lombardi on the network? I told Michael on the podcast, yeah. I'm like, God damn it, you better not go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stay here. Yeah. So he says he doesn't want to work anymore. So we're going to hold you to that, yeah. Michael. And maybe we'll bring him on the show and grill him for that as well. <laughs> to, think, to think they could have had uh, Sean Payton. Yeah. But they held on to Staley one more year. After blowing a 27-point lead exactly. in the playoffs. Exactly. I mean, Peyton wanted that job. Mm -hmm. I, I think he made that known. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the Spanos family for you, though. I want to ask you, because yeah. I have a hard time fully getting behind this quit concept. Mm. And I hate it at mm. the collegiate level. Because yeah. I don't think college amateur athletes quit. Teams quit, right? right? Right. Have you played on teams that you would say quit at a certain point? Late in the season. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't late in the season. It was in the middle of the season. Mm. My rookie year, um, and I told this story to Mitch mm. and Pauly before. Uh, my rookie year in Atlanta, and I'm coming off a national championship, right? Um, and we're getting our butts crushed against Washington. Mm. But this is the year that we also ended up ten and six, made the playoffs. Made the playoffs. And, yeah. Right. Right. By a wild card, and we lost to Washington in the playoffs. But we lost fifty six to like 14. I, I mean, in the middle of the game, I did something special. I did a big play or whatever. And I come to the sideline and I'm like, man, this game ain't over. We can get back into this thing. We get plenty of time, you know, just like a, a rookie would do, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mike Rozier, who was on the team, uh, Rosie, uh, Heisman Trophy winner from Nebraska. Uh, he told me to shut the F up because we get paid tomorrow. <laughs> Quote. <laughs> He was like, will you shut up? We get paid tomorrow. What was he, his fifth, sixth year in oh the league God. at that he point? Oh, my God. He was probably I mean, on a pack of cigarettes 84. and a fifth, sixth year. Yeah, maybe. You hate all Nebraska guys. <laughs> these, stories are all, well, you these stories are all colored by your feelings about Nebraska. The end stand, the, the on the helmet Scott stands Frost. for knowledge, though. No. You know that. Right, right, here we go. Here we go. But no. And, and you know what? The, I, I was conflicted, though, because, you know, I'm like, you know, forget that. No, we can win this game. Now, then, then another side of my brain was like, well, that's true. We do get paid tomorrow. <laughs> and then you could see everybody else. So you're like, saying we quit in a game, but not quit on the season. Oh, well, in a game. I mean, I, last night, those guys, 
they had zero interest in playing. They were done before the, the, and I don't the first know if they get, I don't know if they get paid Friday or if they got to wait till Monday to get paid, but they get paid, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and so um, the notion that teams or bad teams or teams going down the toilet quit, no, that is true because you're going to get a check with seven zeros perhaps, right? Uh, you know, and or, or six zeros, depending on who you are or whatever, five zeros. But, but doesn't your next um, check depend on the results? You would think so, right? But if you have a contract, yeah, you got and a four-year deal. Yeah, and, yeah. But uh, you, you see. But that's the job of a coach too, um, to guard against guys letting that paycheck influence whether they play hard or not. But, but again, eventually, the coach has to show the guys that hey, I'm somebody that is worth believing in and I think that belief yeah. long left the building for those Chargers players as it ter- pertains to Brandon Staley yeah. as the head guy there as we saw that last night we'll talk more about this on the other side and get in some other NFL news and notes as well here on the Lombardi Line. Hey this is Christina Quinn I'm the host of Try This the Washington Post's new series of audio courses The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. College Bowl season is here, and VEASAN has an early Christmas present for you. Not a VEASAN Pro subscriber yet? No problem. We're giving away this year's College Bowl betting guide to everyone. We have spreads, totals, and expert picks from the Golic, Steve Mackinnon, and Brent Musburger for every single bowl game. Put a bow on this bowl season and get a free copy of our VEASAN College Football betting guide absolutely free. Visit VEASAN.com slash bowl guide and get your free copy today. Happy holidays, folks. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard. And joining us now, we didn't anticipate that we would have him on the show. Usually this is his day off. He's already in transit, headed towards the Big Apple here on his day off. But the one and only, our resident GM here at VEASAN, also the host of the GM Shuffle podcast and also hosts this show, the Lombardi Line, the one and only Michael Lombardi joining us right now on the phone. Michael, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day off here. We have to talk about the news of the morning Chargers firing head coach Brandon Staley 
Daily and general manager Tom Telesco. Your reaction to, uh, we talked about this on the pod on Thursday, saying that, hey, maybe this ends up happening at the end of the season, but maybe after last night there was nothing that Dino Spanos could do and he had to make the change. Well, I think it was pretty clear. Once, you, you know, in midway through the first quarter of the game, you knew that was going to happen. I mean, the team played with no effort. The team played with no intensity. The team played with no competitiveness. It was over quickly. I think the Raiders knew it. There was a sense of confidence in the Raiders' camp all week that they were going to be able to do that. We talked about it on the pod. We said that we didn't think that uh, they were interested. And I think what really demonstrated itself watching the game was the players were playing for Herbert. Once he went down, they stopped playing. And, you know, the greatest coach of all time I, in 2021 when Pro Football Focus had him as the 12th best coach ahead of Mike Tomlin, and a lot of our network thought he was outstanding because he went for it on fourth down, uh, has now gone away, and we'll see how many teams line up to hire him. Mike, Michael, I understand the move with Staley, and it was it was overdue. Speak to, to us about the motivation behind firing Telesco. It can't be that he's done poor drafting. Is it tied to the fact of his choice of coaches, of Anthony Lynn and Staley? Or is this a move just to clear the table maybe for if someone like Bill Belichick was available that he could maybe come in and and name his player personnel GM person? And if so, have you talked to Bill Lady and given him a heads up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've I've connected Bill Lady and Bill Belichick together. Who got that wonderful graphic on his newsletter? His price to be the GM of the next team has gone way up. So I don't know if Bill Belichick can get Bill AD out of that role. But <laughs> I think to me, this this move was really a reflection of Telesco's performance. I really do. The, the Chargers have this reputation of being unbelievably talented, and uh, you know they're really not. I mean, they have had some good drafts. They've got some really good players on their team, but. They got a lot of guys that you have to go to the media guide and look up because you don't know where they came from or how they got there, and they don't play to the level. I, I think Telesco has been able to, to, to adhere to the narrative. This is a talented team, but this is a team that lacks toughness. This is a team that lacks talent besides their great quarterback. You know, Michael, it is interesting um, from a, a perspective, a betting perspective, to see a head coach get let go and a GM at the same time. And uh, the future, you know, if you're looking at the Chargers from a betting standpoint, uh, you're right. I mean, the perception is out there that, gosh, the Chargers always have so much talent. And you think about the long list of GMs, Bethard, Butler, Smith, now Telesco, that the Spanos family has had. Why can't they get it right? Like, I mean, they get it right to a certain level. Uh, but yet, it's something that you can't rely on year in and year out when you're trying to bet the charges. Well, I think they, they don't really understand what the real problem is, right? I mean, I think that's the issue. I wrote about it today for Visa Online. I mean, to me, Dean Spanos, who had to watch that disaster, he lives in Vegas. I mean, he's going to have to walk around with all his buddies. He'll go to Sinatra's over at the Wind for dinner many nights a week <laughs> and have to listen to his buddies complain about his team. I mean, He's never really been able to understand what the root problem is. And if most people were to ask you what's the problem with the Chargers, they say, well, we need somebody to help Justin Herbert out. No, they need an experienced coach who can build a three-dimensional team, offense, defense, and the kicking game. Because in spite of all the nonsense that Belichick only wins with Brady or that Don Shula only won with, with, with uh, 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 Brian uh, uh Dan Marino, he didn't even win with Dan Marino, never went to one Super Bowl. But the point here is, is like, you need a team. You need a complete team to win. You need all three phases working together. You need mental and physical toughness. See, I think the biggest issue with the Chargers have been they've been down this analytical road where 
you know, because he goes for it on fourth down, he, he becomes a hero to the analytical community. Football's a game of toughness. Football's a game of inspiring the players to play at a high level. Football's a game of connection between the head coach and the team. It's not always the most talented team that wins. The Houston Oilers would have had 20 Super Bowls because they were by far the most talented team, but they don't have any because they could never make that connection. They could never operate in a three-level way. And I think that's the biggest issue with the Chargers. And I think if Dean Spanos thinks he's going to go hire Ben Johnson to fix this problem, we're going to have this conversation four years from now because Johnson may be a great play caller, but he may not be able to build a team in the right way to go beat Andy Reid and go beat Sean Payton. Think about it, guys. If you're Mark Davis and you're, and you're, and, and you're Dean Spanos, you've got two Hall of Fame coaches you've got to beat just to get to the playoffs. Think yeah, about that. Yeah. You've got to have two Hall of Fame coaches you've got to beat just to get to the playoffs. How are you going to do that? Are you going to hire somebody from the Detroit Lions coaching staff with no coaching and head coaching experience to do that? I find that hard to believe. Yeah, and we were talking about it in the last segment that Sean Payton was interested in that job. They could have maybe hired him last season, and they decided to keep Brandon Saley after that playoff collapse. We're speaking with Michael Lombardi, Veasan, host of the Lombardi Line, also host of the GM Shuffle podcast, former NFL general manager. Well, Michael, then I guess if you were to attack and try to go after an established head coach, who would that coach be if you were to kind of advise Dean Spanos here? Is it Bill Belichick out there in New England? Is it maybe going to the college ranks and getting a Hell, Jim Harbaugh? Yes, but I- I think certainly you got to look at Jim Harbaugh. You got to look at program builders. You got to look at program builders because the issue isn't Herbert's not playing good. The issue isn't we need new plays. The issue isn't in play design. The issue is in building a cohesive unit, building a great team. I mean, you know, this doesn't necessarily have to limit itself to guys who are just in the NFL. I think you can look at Jim Harbaugh. You can look at some of the guys that have done a great job in college football and bring them in and let them do it. Look, Jimmy Johnson, who's the number one advisor for Dean Spanos. He left college football, went to the Dallas Cowboys. He became a Hall of Fame coach. So you, you don't want to just limit yourself because, well, college coaches don't work out. Well, Urban Meyer and some of those guys don't work out. So I think you have to look at the landscape of the league that's out there you know, and see somebody that fits, that has mental and physical toughness that they can instill on the team. Look, Joey Bosa doesn't play any games for two years. Like, do you wonder why they have so many injuries? Do you why they can't win close games? I think 31 of the last 33 games, I think 33 games over the last two years have been decided by seven points or less. They can't win a close game. Why is that? They lack toughness. And I think they got to find somebody who can instill that. And I don't think you can limit yourself just to NFL assistance or who is a former head coach. You think, Michael, that Spanos will abandon the defensive-minded head coach uh, choice he made with Staley and, and focus on an offensive-minded head coach. And, and the second part of this question is, would you, if you were advising Dean Spanos, advise him to talk to a person like Chris Peterson? I would. I definitely would. That's exactly what I would do, is I'd talk to somebody that can come in and run a program. We, look, we can, look, they hired Kellen Moore. There was a celebration when they hired Kellen Moore. I don't think Twitter was happier. I mean, you know, it was unbelievable. He was unemployed. I mean, how many articles did I have to read? He was unemployed for two days. Has Herbert improved over last year to this year? I don't think so. So that tells you it's not about new plays, and I'm not picking on Kellen Moore. What I'm simply saying is the problem's deeper than just get a play caller in there. And I think that's something that, that you would have to look at. A pro experience is important, but if you're a good coach, you're going to get caught up to speed on pro experience if you have the right staff that fills in with you. And I think that's ultimately really important. Look, Anthony Lynn was a better head coach than Staley was. Nobody wants to admit that. It's a better record. The team is tougher. 
And I think, to me, that's where Dean Spanos has to identify his problem. Plus, he's got the bigger issue. How do I beat Peyton? How do I beat Reed? Yeah. You know, Michael, we got about 45 seconds. So just real quick, I mean, what you know about the league, uh, and this is just the tip of the iceberg with what's going on with the Raiders, Carolina, certainly now uh, the Chargers. Uh, what are the trends out there? What are you hearing in terms of, um, you know, certainly black money is going to be coming rapidly approaching, uh, but in terms of trends and hiring trends, what are you hearing out there? You know, that's the hard one to figure out because I don't know how many great candidates there are. Yeah. I think that's going to be the big issue. And I, and I think the trend is is maybe we're moving away from it. You know, look, David Shaw's available for Stanford. He could build a program. You know, maybe he's going to get a phone call. I think it's got to be somebody that, that can understand the game and, and kind of allow the team to grow and adopt his personality, not just be, hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a coveted job, this Los Angeles Chargers job, with Justin Herbert, a franchise quarterback, already put into place. He is Michael Lombardi, VEASAN host of the Lombardi line. He will be with us tomorrow morning. We'll talk more about this, of course, as the other news and notes from around the NFL and a, and a triple header for Saturday as well. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. So, Michael, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day here, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, man. He's gone. All right. No days off. <laughs> He's already gone. <laughs> no He's days gone. off. He just, he just <laughs> got into Grand Central. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Not one second more. <laughs> he said, I'm out. Uh, but no, very interesting stuff yeah. there from Michael, though, indeed. And yeah, it's like, I agree with what you had to say. It's like they need like a program builder because all the yeah. play caller stuff, it, they tried it and I don't think it's going to work. Out. You heard it here first. Chris Peterson. Yeah, you did. Maybe. Stay on the West Coast. Adam Burke, join us next. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. The holidays are here, and let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully and curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com, save 50% off site-wide, plus when you use promo code VSIN at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. I mean, we're talking about... Filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, jumbo franks, whatever your red meat friends would desire. OmahaSteaks.com, 50% off site-wide. Save $30 additionally when you use promo code VEASAN. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Family of Bebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard hanging out with us here on a Friday, a football Friday here at the Circle Resort and Casino. And joining us now to get a little contest discussion going here because, Mm -hmm. gentlemen, there's only 13 entries left in Circa Survivor. And one of those entries belongs to VEASAN's managing editor, the one and only Adam Burke, who joins us right now on the Lombardi Line. Adam I'm sure right now is a stressful time. We're talking about $9.267 million. How are you feeling right now with the five picks left to go? Oh, is that all? $9.3 million? That's it? Uh, That's it. You know what? Honestly, up until Sunday, I'm kind of cool. I'm kind of cool and calm. I mean, once Sunday rolls around, the game gets going, and, and I've kind of mentioned this before, I haven't watched one of our Survivor picks since week nine. So I just kind of check in on the score or get updates from Red Zone or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, it, there's a lot of discussions going on throughout the course of the week, not just about the pick that we're making, but also kind of trying to figure out what everybody else's interests are, what they may be taking, stuff like that. So in some respects, I don't know, maybe this is kind of masochistic of me, but it's kind of fun, you know, throughout <laughs> the course of the week to be thinking about this. But then Sunday rolls around and uh, don't put a heart monitor on me on Sundays. Huh. <laughs> Adam, how much, speaking of all the time you're think, using thinking during the week, how much of it is... 
thinking how to monetize the position you guys are in and what different options you have in terms of selling shares, uh, hedging, putting money line parlays together of the picks of your opponents in it, discussing deals and talking to the other 12 entries about saves and stuff like that. How much of it is that? And how much of it is focused on picking a winner? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is kind of comprised of doing that, of sort of thinking what our strategy is going to be, because we are in, you know, a pretty favorable position. Uh, at the same time, you know, for me, I mean, to me, it's just about surviving and advancing. You know, what everybody else is doing is what everybody else is doing. I'm just doing everything I can throughout the course of the week when I'm not talking with my partner, Mark, from SpookyExpress.com about you know the different options that are out there. I'm just trying to see if there's any kind of advantage I can find, whether it's in the numbers or something else. And the thing that kind of benefits us is Mark is more of an art guy. He's kind of more of an old school handicapper type of mindset. And I'm the science guy. I'm into the analytics. I'm looking at all the different stats that are out there. So we balance each other out well, but we kind of do our own thing, sort of, you know, handicapping the card in our own way until Friday when we come together and kind of discuss what our plan is. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, over the last two or three weeks, really, it's been kind of updates on, you know, here's where things might stand for a potential chop. Here's some partnership offers. You know, what, how do we want to align ourselves best to, you know, make certainly something significant out of this if, if, you know, unfortunately we're unable to win it. Well, you know what, Adam, congratulations so far. I mean, I think there's opportunities to chop it up right now, right? But, <laughs> Speaking uh, of Omaha State. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's like the temptation of wanting to do that or the competitive uh, side of people that want to still participate in this contest is outstanding uh, and is riveting, compelling all these things. So, like, how do you weigh all that? At what point do you seriously start to consider, you know what? Let's chop this up and guarantee us, uh, you know, a pretty good payday here. Yeah, so it did seem like early in the week there was a, a pretty good chance of doing something like that. And you know, there was a lot of Internet sleuthing going on, tracking down everybody who's <laughs> still alive, reaching out to the different proxy networks that we know here in town, trying to get contact info, stuff like that. And it seemed like we were well on our way to coming to some sort of agreement. And then there were some parties who weren't interested in that. And you know, look, I mean, everybody's situation is different. You know, obviously, 9.3 million is life changing to anybody. But the amount of a chop, you know, depending on how many people have interest or stake in that entry, you know, what's 50 or 60K to some people? So that was something that kind of became a bit of a hindrance early on in the week. And then when a couple of people weren't in, then other people were like, you know what, I'm not in either. So we'll see who survives this week. I'm sure those discussions will kind of ignite once again next week, depending on who's around and, and who, you know, those entries have available. But again, for right now, I'm operating under the pretense that we haven't won anything yet and that all we have to do is keep picking winners until there's either nobody else left in the contest or we can't pick any more games. Yeah, speaking with Adam Burke here, VEASAN Managing Editor, still alive in the Circus Survivor Contest. Started with 9,267 entries, now down to 13. The implied value of each entry, 712,846. So big money that's involved here. And Adam, you don't have to share who you guys are thinking about going with this week in particular, but like, have you kind of honed in on some teams here? Do you have like a group of maybe two to three teams that you guys have kind of circled so far? Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing secretive here. I'm not pulling any punches because there are resources out there to see who everybody has available. And also Circa tweets out, you know, the availability matrix every week. So, you know, we have narrowed it down to a few teams. I will say we have not taken a road team yet with this entry. I doubt that we start now. Um, Atlanta is sort of on the table. But, you know, again, that's kind of been a thing that we've sort of avoided here throughout the course of the season. 
Look, I think the Bengals are, are definitely an option, which I would not have expected given the injury to Joe Burrow. But Minnesota's very messy on offense, and Cincinnati's found you know they found their stride on offense with Browning, who's played really well over the last couple of weeks. So that's one that's on the table for us. Uh, we still have the Rams available. Obviously, they have to be a consideration with how well they've played offensively since Kyron Williams came back, and also with just how atrocious that Commanders' defense is. Uh, the Titans. Not a team that we would have expected to be in contention, but with C.J. Stroud in concussion protocol, that's definitely a team that you have to consider, especially because Davis Mills has really nobody to throw to at the wide receiver position. Uh, and then Green Bay. You know, I mean, obviously a, a difficult loss for them on Monday night, but Tampa Bay is a team that, you know, they've struggled against teams that can throw the football, and, and Green Bay is very capable of throwing the football. So we probably have narrowed it down to about four teams here with the Bengals, Titans, Rams, and Packers. And... Those are available for a lot of people out there as well. So I'm, ha I'm sure they're having the same discussions. Have you, Adam, have you and Mark focused on um, lining up liquidity uh, in terms of making a hedge bet and, and your, your theory? Or have you started doing it already? And, and where do you sit with that? Yeah, I certainly don't want to get into specifics no, no. Of, of what our plan mm -hmm. is. But, you know, we have looked at and exhausted kind of every possibility that is available to us here. Uh, again, you know, as, as Femi mentioned, I mean, you're talking about a thousand dollar entry that now has seven hundred and thirteen thousand of implied equity based on the number of people that are in it. And depending on the source that you cite, you know, our entry, I saw one place, you know, kind of did a, a simulation. I think it was a Monte Carlo simulation. And, you know, our entry was worth over a million dollars. Another place has our entry worth around, I think it was six hundred and fifty thousand, something like that. So maybe it's just in the eye of the beholder or however you go through and kind of simulate, project this thing forward. but. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about sitting on something that's worth that much for, and we did have the max of 10 entries, you know, for a $10,000 investment, you have to exhaust every possibility that's available to you. And I think what's really interesting about this contest in particular is, you know, I know that there are some people in, in the field still that are, you know, more on the high stakes gambler side and stuff like that. But a lot of people have never really been in this sort of position. So everybody's just kind of learning on the fly with how to maximize, you know, their outs and their possibilities. To really get something significant out of the position that they're in yeah and there's some big money at stake here adam you mentioned that you haven't watched one of your guys's games since week nine will you be watching this sunday or or maybe saturday if you guys end up going with the saturday game and will you maybe look to potentially live bet if your entry gets into a little bit of trouble so i won't be watching i can promise you that um <laughs> you know, gamblers are a superstitious lot so i mean it's yeah. kind of worked out here so far over the last few weeks so i don't intend to watch the game which was challenging last week because I'm a Browns fan and I typically distract myself by watching the Browns, but that's who we were on last week. Mm. So I didn't want to watch the game. Um, yeah, I mean, look, every scenario is in play, right? Whether it's a live bet, whether it's a pregame something, you know, whether it's kind of waiting until Saturday night, seeing who everybody's on. I mean, you know, if we take the Rams, I presume that I think there's seven people that have the Rams left. My guess is six or seven people would have the Rams. So, you know, does that kind of dictate our strategy? If we end up on one of the other teams and there's a bunch of people on the Rams, you know, what do we do in that scenario? So everything is, as I said, in play. It's very fluid. Uh, and again, I mean, even here on Friday, there are still some discussions about partnerships and things like that. So just a lot of moving parts really until kickoff when uh, we all have mild heart attacks. Yeah, you know, what, Adam, <laughs> uh, just to gauge your feelings here, I mean, this contest, Survivor, is impeccable. I mean, it really allows a better to feel what an athlete feels like. Dude, you're going through what, I and uh, other people went through in terms of getting drafted to the National Football League. So sit on that. <laughs> Understand <laughs> that it could be life-changing for you in a matter of weeks. 
That's good. I'm also not getting hit or tackled, so at least there's that. <laughs> That's true. You know, like, That's kind true. of a separator for me. Right, right. You know, you're in the green room right now waiting for <laughs> yes. your name to get called. And we'll, we'll be rooting for you here as you're carrying the torch for VEASAN. No pressure. And hopefully you can bring this thing home. He is Adam Berg, VEASAN managing editor, lasting member here in the Survivor, one of the 13 entries still left with his partner, Mark, over there with Spooky Express. Adam, good luck this weekend, and hopefully we'll talk to you in a few weeks. And it's a celebratory talk that you may be a one circle Survivor. I appreciate it, guys. If I do, Omaha Steaks for all. There we go. <laughs> right on. Right on. There we go. That's Tweet at him, too. It may be the Omaha Steaks for people who are watching and listening right now. <laughs> a lot uh, that, that's a lot of money and a lot of meat as well. But you might be able to afford it with $9 million. All right. We'll talk some Week 15 Saturday slate on the other side. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, our VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino, and Mike Pritchard. Our recent NFL analyst played nearly a decade in the NFL, former first-round pick and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes in the early 90s. Fun, fun first hour, <laughs> easy enough for me to say, uh, that we had. And we'll have a fun second hour on deck as well. Carl Jig Jack Johnson will be joining us in 30 minutes from the Beau Rivage in Biloxi. We'll get Jig Jack's thoughts on some bowl games, what's cooking down there. Uh, Jig Jack always has some fun stuff on the menu. So uh, we'll he talk said to there are a lot of Italians in New Orleans because I asked about would they show up <laughs> for like, the game. For, okay. Yeah. He said, "Oh, they're, the they're, Tommy DeV- Okay, yeah, I, was, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, because I asked that." Well, well, this is a Survivor. People that are on Survivor need to know what that mm-hmm. atmosphere will be yeah. like. Yeah. And he said, "There are." He said, "But also, I got to tell you, Mike." He said, "I was at the Lions Saints game a couple weeks ago. There were a heck of a lot of Lions fans. Yeah. You wouldn't known that you wow. were in New Orleans. It, they they showed out. So is the fan base kind of out on this Saints team? Maybe, maybe, maybe Big Blue will kind be of? out there. No, they're out. Um, <laughs> Prince said, "No, they're, it's over. They're back to the Aints." 
Really? They are. Paper bags. So. Really? Well, not that, not that they're, severe. They're but tied for the division lead. I know they are. Uh, but they're, <laughs> booing, they're booing their quarterback. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. How about those stories he's telling this week? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, but, um, yeah, Bobby Hebert came out with some strong comments against uh, uh, D-Carr. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. Maybe Tommy Cutlets pulls off an upset there. Uh, I mean, that's just the story. It's, it almost feels like it's a fake story, but it's real. And we saw it Monday night as he knocked out people in Survivor beating the Green Bay Packers. But uh, let's start with uh, the Saturday night game, though. We'll get to America's Game of the Week, Cowboys-Bills here in a little bit. But we didn't get a chance to talk in the last hour about Broncos at the Lions Saturday night. Denver is a four-and-a-half-point dog on the road. Total 48, third straight road game here for this Broncos. They've been rolling over the past six weeks or so. Do they keep it rolling, or is this kind of a bad spot with the Lions coming off two losses? I took four and a half, and I took plus 205. I mm. think they win this game. I like this spot for Denver. This Detroit defense is just not good. Mm. Okay, we saw Justin Fields for 80% of that game do whatever they wanted. They should have beaten them twice. This is now six weeks of this mm. where teams have moved the ball up and down. the. Field. It's not a big play here and there. You move the ball up and down the field against Detroit. Goff has started to turn the ball over. He hasn't been efficient like he was the first two months of the year. I like this Broncos team a lot. I mean, Russ, Russell Wilson had four cracks at the end zone in the last minute in Houston. Or This team's won seven in a row right. against everybody. This defense is for real. They gave up 70. Everybody wants to think about they gave up 70. They're healthy. Mm-hmm. They don't have injuries. I like them a lot. I think they, they put it to the Lions on Saturday. Yeah, I like the points too, Mike. Uh, I mean, Denver... Um, they got rid of the garbage, basically, uh, and they got better. Um, the garbage, which was in the head of Russell Wilson. Mm. Sean Payton cleared that out, right? Russell, no, you're just you're a player. Stay in the locker room. Don't elevate yourself and don't do stuff to alienate yourself from the locker room. Be a, be a leader. Uh, and he's humbled uh, Russell Wilson, which was probably hard to do. Uh, and I think he earned a ton of respect from the players in that locker room. Vance Joseph, the defense coordinator, got rid of some uh, bad apples, and now they're playing better defensively. They're going to get they're going to get another hitter back. Uh, Cream Jackson, I believe, is going to be available. So he's certainly a hitter. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, the physical yeah. nature of this football team, I think, is unnoticed. Though, I mean, it's not unnoticed from the time of, of Cream Jackson getting suspended, right? But they love to play that style of football, and not everybody wants to line up and play that style of football. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious about golf and how he responds uh, to a poor performance. And the Lions, they need him to play at the level he was playing at the beginning of the year. But can he do that again? And, and for me, I mean, I, I like the points in the situation. I don't know if golf can, can, can perform at that high level when everybody was giving him his, those flowers earlier in this year. Yeah, you know, It's interesting because, like, we've mentioned how people have been able to move the football. I remember because I bet the Raiders the night that Monday Night Football when the Raiders went into Detroit. And watching that game, I was like, God, there's so many opportunities for the Raiders to make explosive plays. I mean, Garoppolo missed Devontae Adams twice mm-hmm. wide open for what would have been touchdowns. Right. Like, I think this Detroit Lions defense has been showing cracks, like, even when they were winning earlier this season. And, like, now they're starting to finally catch up to them where there was the Bears games, those two games there obviously the Packers I mean they did whatever they wanted on Thanksgiving and even the New Orleans game where the Saints they, the Saints let them kind of get up 21 nothing but they had a chance to potentially win that mm-hmm. game with Jameis playing in the second half like Detroit they just seem like they're trending in the wrong direction and Denver's trending in the right direction to which I'm almost like is this kind of one of those buy low spots on the Lions here as a favorite at home Goff plays better at home indoors there's no elements like last week in Chicago it almost feels like I'd be too comfortable to click the Denver button to where maybe there's something at play here to where the Lions could be in a spot to bounce back. 
The only thing that gives me a, a little bit of pause is that they flex this to the night game, right? Mm -hmm. You get a kick at 8 o'clock in Detroit on Saturday night. They haven't had that in a long time. <laughs> so I think they'll have a really good atmosphere yeah, there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Packers took the win out of their sails right away in that first drive in Thanksgiving. If mm -hmm. they do get off to a good start, it's going to be a hostile environment here for, for, for Denver. But I just think this is a, the better team here, and I think Peyton's got them playing really well. We, 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 in the break, talked about the Cam Newton game manager discussion a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's taken Russell Wilson and made him a game manager, yes. right? Yeah. Use yes. your legs, right. not as much your yeah. arm. Look for opportunities right. with first down. And in that game in Houston, twice he converted first downs mm -hmm. to get that first and goal with his legs on that last drive and then yeah. couldn't get the pass done to, yeah. to win the game. I mean, Russell's still missing some throws, which, you know. I, accuracy. Accuracy. His accuracy is not uh, what not it the same was. player. Yep. You know, all, mm -hmm. that, all that kind of stuff. But um, if the Denver Broncos defense shows up and plays like they've been playing, that's when things kind of get difficult for golf, right? I, when things are easy, I think golf is a front runner. Uh, and then he just piles on. And, and that's typical of a lot of quarterbacks, really. Uh, but, man, when things are tough, man, he's pulling a string. Yeah. He's not throwing on balance. Uh, he's not accurate with the football. And, you know, if those kind of things kind of show up, then then that helps Denver, uh, and certainly from the point standpoint. I'm glad you brought that up because whenever I watch Jared Goff, like, it, it, he's a great live betting quarterback because, like <laughs> you said, like, if things are going well and it's clean, it's like, okay, he's going to have a hell of a day. Right. But if it's bad, it's like, oh, he's going to poop his pants today. <laughs> like, like, this yes. is going to go bad for him because you can tell sometimes he gets a little bit rattled and he's never mm -hmm. able to shake it. Once he gets rattled, it's over yeah. for that day. So maybe that's something to look out for while watching this game Saturday night there. Uh, let's get to the game Sunday afternoon in Western New York, though. This one is a fascinating game. The Dallas Cowboys boys after being in the uh, the comforts of their home for the last three weeks at AT&T Stadium now travel to Buffalo where they'll take on the Bills and the Bills are two point home favorites the total is at 50 the weather it doesn't seem like it's going to be as disastrous as it could be in December in western New York but a little bit of rain some wind as well is this a spot to where the betting market thinks it is to where maybe you can kind of sell high on a Cowboys team that's kind of riding high entering this game I'll let Pritch go first. <laughs> well, this is um, kind of funny, though, because I was looking at the total in this one. And I told you I don't play totals. Mm. Uh, so I was wanting to look for some input from you. But I I'll like it for, over. See, I was going to say that. I, I think both teams will move the ball. Right. <laughs> I mean, think about the profile of the game. Like um, Dallas and that defense, they struggle against elite 11 personnel. I know that's what Buffalo has. That's who they are. That's what they want to be. Uh, you think about the Seattle game, Dallas kind of the matchups because they want to play man. They want to get after you with, with the pass rushers. And, but if Buffalo and, and Josh Allen holds up, they're going to score. And then on the other side, Dallas is going to score, especially with the weather being OK, because I think Buffalo's defense is old and not deep. Uh, and I think Dallas is revved up offensively. So I actually looked at the total. I didn't bet it yet because I wanted to get your input because I didn't know. I knew it moved up. It's up, up to 50 now. And I did, from a key number standpoint, because I'm not a totals guy, I was wondering if that's something uh, to avoid there. Uh, not really. I mean, yeah. moving off of 48 is more key than moving from 48 to 49, in my opinion. I think this is going to – we've had two dud games of the year. Cowboys at San Francisco was over early. San Francisco at Philadelphia, they just wore them down. By halftime, you knew that game sort of going. I think this is going to be a great game right down to the end. Mm. I, I, here's the spot where I would tease the Cowboys and mm -hmm. play it over because I think this is going to be a shootout and it's going to be a one-score game. I, I, I'm, I think Buffalo might win a close game, right? And so if you do, I mean, two is enticing because you win by a field goal. Mm -hmm. 
But this Dallas team seems a little bit different to me. I, I thought Philadelphia, remember I asked you, if the Cowboys beat Philadelphia by 10, would you be shy? You said, yeah, I'd be yes. really surprised. Yeah. How about well, 20? Be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, I, so I was surprised. <laughs> I watched that game yeah. and I said, There's, it, it seems something different here. Yeah. Maybe Quinn's pushing the right buttons. McCarthy certainly has a rhythm as a play caller here. He does. With Dak. And they're using, using the tight end and using and getting Pollard. It's not, not overrunning him, but getting him in spots where he's effective running. The, the offense right now, you could argue, is right there with, with San Francisco. Yeah. Um, can the defense hold up? They take a lot of chances. They and do. That's the thing. They're going to have to turn Allen over to win the game. If they can't turn him over, right. I think Buffalo has a, it, has a great chance of, of winning here. But that's the thing, though, is that like Dallas's expertise defensively is forcing those turnovers. Right. Yeah. And Josh Allen, I mean, <laughs> I was talking with Michael about it last week. He's like, he's on a heater for throwing interceptions every single week. Like, it's almost like these two things combined together. Maybe this is a Deron Bland game where he gets his a billionth pick six of the season or something like that to where maybe that's something that flips this game. Like, whichever quarterback sort of takes care of the football might be who wins in this projected yeah. shootout. This is a, a matchup game, though. Like... Davis, is Bland going to follow him, you know, or, or Gilmore? I mean, is he going to be on digs, that kind of thing? And then, yeah. uh, okay, you got Don Kincaid. I mean, you got, you got all so many weapons. And one thing that Buffalo has discovered is Cook out the backfield, right? Uh, and so from a matchup standpoint for Dallas, for them to take chances, they're going to get some guys exposed. And if Josh Allen sees that and recognizes that and the line holds up, then they can get rid of the ball quick enough to, to matriculate and move the ball. So uh, I, I love the, the total standpoint. Yeah, and which goes with that total as well. Buffalo's safety, Micah Hyde, he's already been ruled out yeah. of this game. So now Buffalo down on that back end. Maybe that's a chance for Dallas to kind of expose this bill second. You play this game, Femi? I have not played it. I, I, think, like, I think you won't because I, you're going to enjoy gotta, watching it. You're exactly. Gonna, and yeah. just, yeah. As a fan, it's a huge game, right? I, when I handicapped it, I made it like around a pick em. Yeah. But, I, but I also acknowledge that Buffalo's playing much better than they were about a month ago. So I can see this Bills thing kind of getting rolling a little bit. But mm. if this game were in Dallas, wouldn't this number be north of four? Ooh, that's a lot of points to give Josh Allen. I know, but I think it would be. I think mm. the public would bet it over three. You think so? Uh, they'd lay it with Dallas. Allen, Allen they laid like, it. They laid it against Philadelphia, who was they did. two that they never beat. Oh. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, at home, Dallas has it rolling. Now yeah. they got to go outdoors. We'll discuss the biggest line moves in the NFL coming up next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Yeah. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.